It's even reports now that the creatures in city center are being called Dimos. They seem to be mechanical in nature. Thursday at midnight Pacific time to hear AJ, that's me, and Kim talk about Taro Miura and Natsuno Minami in Love for the Ages, a satellite love story. D is for Divergence. In a surprise move this morning, the creators of Indie Darling Do Counter 2, Do It To Him, have deleted the game from all storefronts and replaced their website with nothing but black text on a white background stating, quote, you've counted enough, the deed is done. Players around the world are raising concerns that they may have unknowingly contributed to something both dark and nefarious. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Asynchronous, a video game catch-up show. My name is AJ. My name is Kim. And today we are talking once again about 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim for the Nintendo Switch, also available on the PlayStation 4. Oh, I didn't actually write down the percentages of how far we played. Yeah. (laughs) We played some Natsuno and we played some Keitaro Miura today. Yes. (laughs) If you haven't done their stories yet. But also, like, hey, play it your own way. And I guess maybe just listen to this for spoilers. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Making a podcast about this game is so difficult. (laughs) We realized this week that it is nigh impossible to ask people to play alongside us. So, Mm -hmm. like... We'll talk about it in a in a bit, but like play whatever you want and listen to us also. Follow your heart and <laughs> yeah. just make sure you've played whatever we've played by the time. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, the thing that, that I think is interesting that we also realize is notwithstanding that this is a very difficult game to make a podcast about yeah it is a really good game to be podcasting about yeah it enhances the gameplay experience i think in a big way that we are paying such close attention (laughs) i feel aj like i am like i'm locked in i i like this week, I, um, yeah. as most of you have probably seen, I decided that I know exactly what's going on in this game, um, which is uh, the height of hubris. And <laughs> almost certainly I'm going to turn out to be wrong. But also, yeah. I feel really good about my theory. Like, I feel like I'm right. And yeah. so what I did for the drama, which is why I do all things, is I wrote my theory on the hand wrote it on some a piece of paper two pieces of paper and um put <laughs> it's just because i didn't want to use the back side of okay one that's of fair that's fair <laughs> um i i i write very uh heavy um so it really you me know, too me yeah too. important things to say and i'm passionate about them yeah <laughs> um so i took those i put them in a sealed envelope i wrote down on the envelope it was april 29th 2022, mm-hmm. uh, I wrote this Kim's 13 Sentinels Endgame Theory. Mm-hmm. I wrote down the percentages of where I was at right. uh, so we can all laugh at how uh, 
how wrong I was and how full of myself I was that I thought that I got it right uh, when yeah. we go back and look. Yeah. Um, and I also I took a video of myself like reading it as well. Mm-hmm just as a verification that it was in fact the same thing that I put in there so that when we open it, we can see, was I right? Probably not. I'm excited to find out though. I'm really, really, <laughs> really excited to figure out what you wrote. Cause like there's a lot of stuff that happens in Mira's chapter mm-hmm. specifically that is like, Oh, okay. This is like kind of cracking the whole thing open, but also mm-hmm. there is still so much <laughs> And there's even stuff that we don't even know we don't know yet, I think. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's, like... that's why this is just the height of arrogance, what the I have height done. of arrogance, yeah. <laughs> I, but I gotta say, I respect it, and, and I'm excited to see how wrong you are when the time yeah, comes. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> I'm really excited. I just figured, like, either it's gonna be really funny, or I've pulled off, like, the greatest, uh, right. like, act of all time, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I did it, so... <laughs> So, yeah, I'm trying to think of a comparison of like what you would have predicted. And I don't even like in terms of the other games that we have played together. And I truly don't even <laughs> think that there is anything even close to this level of like called shottedness. No, um, no, not at all. <laughs> uh, but anyway, let's um, let's get into it. But before we do, as always, mm-hmm. we've got some bullshit, of course. We do. Of course. Yes. Today, I would like to talk about the betting of each of the 13 sentinels um what it looks like what the vibe is and whether they make the bed wow. and how often okay mm-hmm. betting b-e-d-d-i-n-g I, for, for a yeah. second i was like are we talking about whether these kids gamble or not or no like- <laughs> i'm not qualified uh to to opine on that because i hate gambling myself <laughs> wow betting b-e-d-d-i-n-g starting with not to know i think not not to know has a solid betting in her favorite color the bed is made only about 50 percent of the time and if you lifted up the duvet at any given time you probably find like four or five socks under there oh, that yeah. she just like wore into bed and then took off because she was cold and never removed from the bed yeah that and that 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 all fully rocks with me because because if not living her life the way she does at school where she's in such a rush that she doesn't even have time to change out of her gym clothes, then yes, I think mm-hmm. I think it's like, uh, but uh, she will throw the the duvet over. And I think also you you lift the the duvet back and it's there's socks, but there's also just the sheets are just askew. Um, yeah, like the duvet yeah. looks fine, but everything underneath of it is a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's probably a, the duvet's a little bit lumpy, which means like it's, yeah. this is not this is not like a, a well-made bed. This is like yeah. a slapdash kind of. Yeah situation yeah for sure for sure for sure following up now with uh the other person we're gonna be talking about today uh mm. Keitaro Miura oh he has a solid neutral bedding he makes his bed every day and feels really guilty if for some reason he doesn't he thinks about it all day like fuck I should have made the bed yeah can I skip ahead as well because I think mm-hmm. Miura and Hijiyama both make their bed to like a nurse's corner like tucked tight because they're both military men sure <laughs> okay but you you're talking about there are two different hijiyamas that's fair. i'm mind. talking i'm talking about uh 1940 hijiyama yeah we can skip ahead to um 1985 hijiyama yeah, which fair is enough. who i was thinking about hijiyama doesn't sleep on a bed in 1985 yeah. he sleeps on a pile of blankets towels and uh the curry ja- gang jackets that he's been stealing oh wow and they are just full of yakisoba pond stains and crumbs because mm. he's eating in this quote-unquote bed all the time yeah all right that's that's fair enough that's fair enough i 
I think, uh, yeah, it's either just a pile of stuff or it is just like a mattress he found on the street that he drug mm-hmm. into that factory uh, and just yeah. sleeps on that with no sheets or anything. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Oh, um, God, it's gross. Yeah, it is, but it's the truth. <laughs> Shu Amiguchi. If you ask Shu Amiguchi what color his bedding is, he couldn't tell you. And he also never makes it, but his bed is always made. Because the maid does it. Yes, exactly. 100%. He simply does not pay attention. He climbs into bed. He goes to sleep. He wakes up. He leaves. He comes back and it is pristine. And he has never questioned that in his life. Same with his dishes and all his meals. Mm -hmm. They're all just ready and then cleaned up. And he doesn't. Yeah, exactly. 100%. 100%. He has never even thought about it. Yeah. Iori has a pastel bedding, um, probably very cute, but it is never made because she always wakes up late and has to run out the door. Yeah. Just a constant disaster. Yeah. Megumi, on the other hand, pastel bedding always made. Uh, pastel bedding. Yeah. <sighs> like like a solid, like one solid color. Yeah. Maybe with like some frills or something. OK. Yeah. I think she's got. Yeah. yeah, yeah. OK. I'll, I'll, I'll rock with that. I think Megumi has like like a like a pastel pink, just like solid sheets and and fitted sheet. And then maybe a, a duvet with like a, a, a knit flower in it or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Juro Karabe. Juro sleeps on Power Rangers bedding. Uh, he doesn't remember who bought it for him, but he knows it's his. <laughs> okay. He makes his bed maybe like 60% of the time. Yeah. The other 40% of the time, Megumi makes it for him. Shit. Um, and she started doing this thing where she always leaves a little mint on his pillow. Like it's a like it's a hotel. Um, yeah. She thinks like, oh, this is like a nice touch. Um, mm. He never notices it before he gets in the bed. So it always just gets like knocked off <laughs> onto the floor. Um, at this point, if you like moved his bed to clean under it, which she will at some point, mm-hmm. um, You'll just find dozens of them under there. It's just full of mints. Yeah. Full of mints. Yeah. I'm not sure if I agree with the Power Rangers getting <laughs> yeah, specifically. Yeah, Power Rangers was sort of a goof, but it, it, it's probably like something with Kaiju or it's something yeah. sci-fi. Like, oh, yeah. Okay. That's like definitely one of his true. favorite things. And he's like, I don't even know where this came from. Right. Because he can't remember shit, but it's yeah. his. He's definitely got a Dimos first mecha Dimos like mm-hmm. the, the 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 two pillow sets. So one pillow is Dimos and the other pillow is mecha Dimos. And they, yeah. they fight each other all day when yeah. he's gone at school. And it's like it's been like that since he was a kid. But like it, mm-hmm. he's sort of grown out of it, but not really, obviously. Yeah. Um. So he's just like, why would I change it? I still like yeah. this stuff. Yeah. Ogata has Power Rangers bedding, which was a very recent and deliberate purchase. His bed is never made. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Why is this a a recent and uh, deliberate purchase? Just like as opposed to Juro, where it's like, oh, this is just sort of like what I have left over from childhood. But but why is like, yeah, this this rules. Just I don't because, know, because it's because okay. it's old Power Rangers bedding got, I don't know, oh, too old or something. <laughs> <laughs> OK. All right. Uh, part of me feels like Ogata's is like like a, a God. I'm just trying to think of bedding that they would have in the 50s. And I just truly can't think of any like 50s specific bedding (laughs) i don't know why this is what i thought of but my first thought was well his bed looks like a little race car that's not a 50s thing it's not a 50s thing but it does it does kind of rock with me though i do i do (laughs) love that idea of seeing that little pompadour poke out of a little race car yeah or instead of like a race car like a like a an old like greased lightning style he's for sure painted his own like lightning stripe on the side Mm -hmm. or something uh shinonome um I don't know what her bedding looks like, but I know that she's in it all the time. 
Yeah. I, all we know about her right now is <laughs> that, that she uh, she's yeah, she's sleeping because she's recovering from something. Um, so I'm just going to assume the bed is never made because she's inside of it. Yeah, I'm going to. Uh, sorry, really quick. I, I'm just going to say that she is sleeping in a hospital at all times. She's like in a hospital bed. <laughs> Well, she's in the nurse's office. Right. That's what I'm saying. Um, I don't don't think she I think I don't know what's going on with her, but I feel like she doesn't have a home and she's just like property of like Shikishima or something. Oh, no. It's so dark. Could be. be. Uh, Next up is Tomi. Tomi has Hello Kitty bedding and an obscene number of throw pillows. Yep. The bed is always made because she's always filming in her room. Mm -hmm. So it needs to look like pristine, um, you know, for her followers. Yeah. And not only throw pillows, but like squishmallows and like stuffed animals animals. yeah Yeah. just like an absurd number of them and every morning she arranges them perfectly Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that they will look nice on screen yeah so next up is yuki this was a hard one because i realize it's hard for me to imagine yuki sleeping um (laughs) (laughs) at least in a bed so what what i'm imagining is that she has like like cool like purple or black bedding like a very um sort of non-traditional color um it is never made but she stays up all night gaming and sleeps in class instead. Stays up all night gaming. Interesting. You, what? Like, I don't know why, but I was just like, that seems right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely I, I definitely agree with that with everything. I'm not sure about the, the stays up all night gaming. No. But I'll definitely agree with the state of the bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just don't know her that well yet. Right, but like, right, right. The vibe is chaotic. It is. Uh, yeah. OK, fair enough. It's super chaotic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, next is a Sekigahara. This is sort of a trick question because he hasn't slept properly in months. Instead, he's just taking cat naps on the train. Wow. I don't even know if he has a bed. Wow. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and finally, we have Renya Goto. Um, this man, mm-hmm. this bed, mm-hmm. you could bounce a quarter off that thing. It's got the sheets are ironed this is also something throwback to the last episode that my nana used to do she always ironed her sheets mm-hmm. another reason why she would have liked him sheets are ironed so they are there's not a wrinkle in sight it is always made every morning very like like you said hospital corners just like so pristine mm-hmm. pure white mm-hmm. this man is washing with oxyclean multiple times a week you're, you're correct yeah. that is 100 correct there is no I, the image i have of this man standing next to his bed is extremely unsettling yes because um, it looks like a bed that no one's ever touched i'm scared of renya goto <laughs> i agree, I agree. <laughs> um so yeah that's that's how i imagine all of them uh with their bedding i probably mm-hmm. could have expanded it to like bedrooms but i feel like we got the vibe No, the bedding is good i love that yeah, I was a little concerned. I thought you were going to say that Jiro only makes his bed 60% of the time and then the other 40% it's like never made. But he like 100% tries to make the bed every morning. And then the mornings he doesn't is just because Megumi beats him to it. <laughs> like he'll like get up and like go brush his teeth or whatever. And then Megumi will come in and make the bed. <laughs> yeah, like, like Jiro oh, is the kind of person who means to make the bed every morning. It's yeah. just like sometimes it just like slips his mind or whatever. Yeah. Um, as opposed to like some of the others who are like, I will. I, I don't do that. <laughs> right. Why would I do that? Right. Great. Amazing. We're really getting a full a full image of the, these. These bullshits feel specifically like we're trying to like, I don't know. It's it's like we're, we're trying to domestic like what these kids look like in domesticity. You know yeah. I mean? Yeah. Uh, it like, has been a little bit that vibe. Um, but I, I think like a it. lot of it is I like a lot of the time. Clearly, I am uh, making some educated guesses because a lot of these kids, we just don't know that well yet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's a fun thought exercise. It is, especially since a lot of the time when we see them, they're in such dire conditions. Yeah. So it's fun to think about just like, are they fun to date? Do they have a nice looking bed? (laughs) You know? Yeah. Um, Good stuff. Kim, thank you as always for that bullshit. Uh, But now let's move on 
to the story of Natsuno Minami starting at 12%. So I, I'm, I think I'm just going to say right up front, mm-hmm. we have diverged. <laughs> Kim and we did, I we diverged, diverged here, but 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 we course corrected and we're we're fine. We'll we'll, <laughs> we'll get there when we when we get to it. Yeah, uh, we'll explain. But uh, man, it's easy to <laughs> go on a different yeah. path in this game sometimes. This one, I, I we'll talk about it when we yeah. get there. But like I. I feel like I could have avoided it, but I was so into the story that I forgot to like make note of it. And uh, well, it doesn't even seem like like I, I don't know. I feel like the way that we both did it, it was plausible for us to think like it can't be done the other way. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But I mean, I had an inkling, but yeah, I yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But let's uh, let's just start off at the top. We are in the locker room. Uh, mm-hmm. after track practice and BJ is just hanging out. <laughs> BJ can talk now. Yeah. BJ can talk in full sentences, in full sentences right away. Very yeah. easy. Much did it much easier than ET did. Yeah, that's true. He is, uh, out and about in, mm-hmm. in the track and field room, which is apparently a no, no. She's been trying to keep him in the locker mm-hmm. so that nobody sees him, mm-hmm. but he is, so hot and spicy on the idea of getting to the gate. He wants to yeah. go to the gate. He's got business to attend to, and he does not care that Natsuno has school. Yeah. And she's like, okay, like we'll go after practice because I I am a human with human things to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you uh, checked out the thought cloud here. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably did. Mm-hmm. When you consider BJ, she says he came from a highly civilized planet. Mm-hmm. Which, what does that mean? Uh-huh. Is that supposed to be like technologically advanced? Like, what th- does highly civilized mean? Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, that feels like a localization yeah. thing, maybe. I don't know. Um, and he's here on a mission to protect Earth from evil aliens. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also consider Sentinel number 17. She thinks it was created to fight against the tripods. She, she calls, them, calls tripods. them tripods. Yeah. yeah. Well, we and know they're high quads. <laughs> we know they're high quads now. <laughs> Um, or as I am still calling them a lot of the time, quad pods. She also knows, uh, BJ used to pilot Sentinel number 17. Which, which then retroactively makes that Mm -hmm. one scene really sad where she's like, I have to, I have to do well because he left this to me. Yeah. "Ah." I mean, we'll talk about it when we talk about ET, um, in a couple of weeks, but it's, I guess, not surprising that something happens to separate her from bj um in any event she's like i feel really bad keeping you here but i don't know you know what else to do to like keep you safe Mm -hmm. and you get the option to uh remember okay so hiding place as a phrase comes up in the thought cloud and you get the option to remember yeah um and just really quick i do want to touch on there's another Mm -hmm. uh, men in black is also in the thought cloud and you can think about that and basically the the gist of it's just they're they're men that dress in all black uh and they are around to silence people who know about ufos which Mm -hmm. i thought was interesting phrasing yeah i don't know um but yeah so like you said you can remember the morning uh and we we flash back to the morning uh and she's putting bj in her locker 
and immediately he starts just like tong, 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 just like yeah. banging around in the locker and she's like all right i'll be back i'll be back later please don't do anything wild and then and then that that's pretty much mm-hmm. that's pretty much that whole scene yeah the reason why she can't keep him in her room is that she has little brothers i guess who would come in and just immediately find him right oh yeah yeah, yeah. she does she does say that uh, she makes a point mm-hmm. to say that her little brother's uh constantly tear apart her room which i guess yeah. is the thing little brothers do i don't know so yeah we we go back to break and then we go forward to after practice mm-hmm. um which i guess is after school and he's just sitting <laughs> sitting on the floor in a little box yeah uh it's really cute <laughs> it's so cute but then you can just pack him up in your pee bag and and head out yeah there's a interesting i don't know why this is here but i assume it's for a reason there's another girl in there at the time which is why he's all like boxed oh up. right 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 and she's like oh that's your box natsuno right and she's like yeah. uh yeah why what <laughs> girl's like you always put it in your locker is it like a clock like what is this thing <laughs> and she just completely panics and is like uh it's a secret yeah um <laughs> The girl just goes, oh, I get it. Another UFO thing. All right. <laughs> so yeah. apparently this yeah. is like par for the course for yeah. Natsuno. Uh, and for the record, I do believe that is her coach. Oh, that's a coach. I thought it was just like another girl from track. Yeah. Coach or or some sort of like the manager or something. Um, OK. But as we'll talk about, she does call her senpai. Mm. Um, but but we'll get there when we get there. <laughs> so we walk out of the locker room with uh, BJ and our PE bag. It's just like a bunch of kids out. And there's also just a fully a man in black mm-hmm. <laughs> just walking around amongst all walking these high around, school kids. Looking left and right. Yeah. Um, and this is the point where we diverge. This is where we diverge. Because I just ran away. Yeah. Well, so the thing the thing about this is you see the man in black and then the camera pans back over to where you're standing. And I just immediately ran in that direction Mm -hmm. um, and I ran into him. I ran into the man in black. See, I ran in that direction, but I was behind a bunch of other students. Yeah. And he was like walking the other way. Yeah, that's the thing I realized when I went back and did it, that he is just like pacing back and forth. So there Mm -hmm. is a way to like you can wait. And he'll walk to that spot and then walk back away behind the students. So I guess maybe whatever, (laughs) however long we each took to like think about whatever we were going to do or taking note, whatever Mm -hmm. it was, um, it just it's uh, lined up in a way that I ran directly into the man. (laughs) And he's like, hey, I'm going to have to check your bag. And she's like, uh, no, and runs away. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, like, under what authority? Who are you? (laughs) Um, So he he follows behind her. Uh, you end up in the hallway outside the classrooms and he is just like standing or he, he he runs in behind you and you hide behind a pillar and then he like turns the other way. You go run down the steps to the main lobby area, uh, like where we saw Megumi and, and Goto talking in that one scene and you start to run down the steps and there's another guy at the bottom of the steps. So then you turn back around and go back into the hallway <laughs> and then that guy is there again. So then we hide again. It, it really it, they really, really extended That's this fun, like little chase sequence. It is a fun little chase sequence, but it is like just by the way the game looks, it's not like super exciting to like watch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but but yeah, so then we uh, if you go trying, I tried to go back to the steps. It's like, OK, well, this guy is still in the hallway, so I guess I have to go back to the steps. And she's like, oh, there's a guy at the steps. It's like, OK, well, I guess I have to go toward the guy in the hallway. So I started going that way. And who comes out of the classroom? Uh, then our good friend Nenji Ogata, um, everybody's favorite lad. Yes. Big round of applause for Nenji. Love Nenji. Nenji. 
So he's here and he's like, hey, what's up? You look frazzled. And Natsuno's like, oh, well, this guy is, is chasing me. And if they catch me, then they're going to have to, you know, they're, they're going to like search me and stuff. And, and <laughs> he's like, he's like, search you, huh? And like he like blushes and she's like, yeah. And, she, and obviously Natsuno like notices this and obviously knows Nenji. Uh, it's like, yeah, it'll probably be like <laughs> like a full body search, like dissection. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like a full body search. That means they'll probably <laughs> they'll probably have to get under your clothes and stuff. And oh she's like, yeah, probably. You're right. <laughs> and then he's like, those lucky bastards. I mean, <laughs> I mean, oh, those Nenji. perverts. <laughs> it's like, I can't let them do that to you. <laughs> and so it's the uh, he he. He, he turns and runs toward the guy to go attack him. And he says, come here, you perv. <laughs> Natsuno just goes, what? Like a question mark pops up over her head. She's mm-hmm. what? Um, and then we hear, we hear, hey, bang. <laughs> and then the camera pans over. Nenji's on the ground, fully knocked out. The man in black is like, where did this dude come from? I've never seen someone go down so easily. <laughs> Yeah, he says that and then uh, and then so he turns funny. back he's like hey there's someone down the hallway and he starts to come toward you you run and you hide in the classroom and then the the man uh walks off and that's that's the the other guy comes up from the steps and they're like oh can't find her i guess we gotta look for her and then they walk away down to the step area and that is the end of that route i'm so sad that i missed this <laughs> I'm too good at running from the authorities, apparently. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I, I don't know why I like Nenji Ogata so much, but I really like him. Yeah, he's just. I feel like of all the characters, he, he is sucks. the most. He does kind of suck, but I feel like he is the most cartoonish. Mm-hmm. of all the characters so it's like oh this dude sucks let's just like we're like watching his follies you know what i mean yeah <laughs> it's like he's just like fun because it's not like i don't know I, I i part of me feels like this isn't really my my thing to say but he doesn't really pose a real threat in any way he is just kind of a harmless kind of gross dude yeah so it's fun to watch him just like get immediately knocked on his ass but also try and like <laughs> hide behind like oh no i was outside the girl's locker room just like whatever i thought there was a yeah. pervert in here like <laughs> Um, the fact that those are our two main interactions with him, <laughs> yeah. uh, with Natsuno, I think yeah, is, is something. I, but. It's by all stretches of, of logic, I should find him repulsive. And I'm yeah. just like, give me more of that. Yeah. Give me more of this idiot. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what it is, too. It's like the game is not trying to make him seem like he's like a cool guy or something. No. He's like very clearly no. dumb and bad in, mo- in in a lot of ways. Like when he shows up in his Sentinel in the one battle, he's like, oh, I get it. This is the. This is the cockpit yeah. of my Sentinel. <laughs> yeah, dude, what the fuck are you talking also, about? I well, I guess we'll find out. But it seems a lot like his tough guy thing is an act. Oh, like for the sure. whole like one hundred percent just seems like even the scene that we get later on. Spoiler alert: where he hits uh, Miura. Yeah, but he hits him with his bag. Yeah. it's not like he takes a swing at him. He just like smacks him in the head with a like a CVS bag or yeah, something. Yeah, and it's a total sucker punch situation too. It's yeah. like Miura was not trying to fight, and Ogata was like, "Are you trying to fight?" Boom. <laughs> it's like, no, I wasn't actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so anyway. so that happened and I knew that Kim hadn't encountered this situation. Mm-hmm. So I immediately messaged him. I was like, um, oh, no, uh oh, oh, no, I think we have diverged. Yeah. Um, and this is the point where we realized like, oh, we could really if we're not careful, we could really fuck up. Like, I really think we bad. thought we thought that we were doing the thing that that Chris Plant told us to do. Of, yeah. 
communicating effectively um, by saying, OK, I'm going to do the next part of so and so story. And I think we didn't really appreciate how easily how easy it is to diverge because yeah, it's not it's not always stuff that is like a choice, like like mm-hmm. avoiding the man in black is kind of just like it's just like a thing you do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's not. And when I yeah. ran into him, I, I didn't realize he was pa- pacing back and forth. I thought he was just standing there. So it's like, OK, well, you have to right, run into that, him and then like, you do this. Yeah, this is what happens. So like I, it didn't even clock for me that it was like maybe yeah, maybe I, I did something different. When I did it, if I recall correctly, I think the moment I realized that it like could be a choice was as I was like walking off screen. Mm-hmm. I think it came up with like options of like run away or like not yet or something like that. The way that it sometimes does when it gives you options, right, like remember right. things or whatever. Um, so I was like, oh, I guess it's the, like, is it an option for me to like stay and get caught or something? Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Um, but I, I just got out of there. The only reason I knew that I had fucked up was because uh, Kim had already played and, and talked about how doing Natsuno's one section unlocks Miura's story, which did not happen at the end of mine. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh no, <laughs> I've done something <laughs> terribly wrong. Um, but it was easy enough to go back and and get back to that outside scene. But the beginning does change a bit um, when you loop back. Um, when you walk in, uh, Senpai is there uh, mm-hmm. and she's like standing there and uh, it's like, hey, <laughs> that laundry basket's doing something pretty weird. And then like Whoa. BJ fully like peeks out. It's like, huh? And then goes back and she's like, is that like, is that your thing? <laughs> and Natsunu walks over to it. Uh, or sorry. <laughs> the coach thinks it's a manager. I don't, I don't know. If, I'm just going to call, call her senpai. Cause I don't know what exactly her, yeah. her thing is. Um, she's like, I think it's one of those perverts stuck a camera in here. I think oh that's what it is. Um, and uh, Natsuno runs over. It's like, no, 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 this is mine. It's an alarm clock. <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> and, and the senpai's like isn't it kind of big to be an alarm clock and she's like well uh yeah but i need it or i'm late for stuff and she just like oh my god puts it in the pe bag and goes to run out and senpai's like you're gonna go home dressed like that which is the first time <laughs> uh uh that i'm like hey mm-hmm. you gave them the uniforms <laughs> like, <laughs> this is what you have them wear you could make them yeah. wear something different uh so then so then you just end up back outside um, mm-hmm. So that's the only difference about the, the beginning. Uh, Got it. Run into the man in black and then he's or sorry, you don't run into him. You see him and then run past him and then we make it to the shrine. BJ, uh, you know, gets out. It's like, ah, oh, we're here. And, and this whole time, <laughs> BJ's like, not to know the gate, not to know the gate. Yeah. We got to get to the gate, not to know. We got to get to the gate. Uh, he is so hot on this. He's so hot on the gate. Uh, you get to the gate. He starts doing his, you know, the, the blue screens pop up and he's like, all right. Not says like, oh, we're looking for the Sentinel. You know, we're looking for for BJ Sentinel. Where should we look? Yeah. Where should we look this time? This she time. says. Yes. So it becomes clear. Oh, they've been like we have like skipped ahead in time such that this is something they've been doing mm-hmm. um, to try and find the Sentinel. So it, it comes up with a list of options. You, you can say sector one, sector two, sector question mark uh-huh. uh, or never mind. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, God, OK, so I have to tell AJ I'm doing this. You know, I'm going to start with Sector 1 or whatever. Yeah. But then when you do, it's a false choice. Yeah. If you check on Sector 1, BJ says it's been searched. There's no Sentinel there. Um, sector 2, it turns out, is 2065. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is the uh, like War of the Worlds scene that mm-hmm. we saw at, mm-hmm. in the prologue. He said, we've been there. It's too dangerous. And uh, Sector question mark. Turns out to be Sector 5 mm-hmm. in 1945. Natsuna says, hey, that's the year the Pacific War ended, <laughs> which is just the 
I, I like I was like, let me double check. Uh, Pacific War literally refers to just like World War Two, but the Asian front of the of the war. Um, so I was like, is this like an alternative universe thing? Oh, um, interesting. You know, we're, yeah, like yeah. I'm, you know, I'm just used to hearing it referred to as World War Two. So sure. I checked. And so they they go there uh, <laughs> yeah. to 1945. Yeah. Um, we arrive at the school in 1945. It's referred to as the Sakura National School Wooden Building. <laughs> this is so the art in this. I mean, all the art is incredible, but the art of the school in this uh, <laughs> time period is so pretty because you can like see the individual brush strokes that they use to like create this like fresh wood looking like scene it's really pretty yeah and the floor Um, is like you can see like the wax glaze on it or whatever there's like a slight reflection it's so pretty i did the same thing i got this scene i was like whoa yeah i think i took some screenshots yeah i like the 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 art in this game is so pretty but this was like a this was like whoa this knocked me back for some reason and natsu is like oh wow like this this building in my timeline is like old and funky, but yeah. here it, it was just built. It smells like fresh wood, yeah. which like, oh my God, I love that smell. Yeah. I was like so jealous. <laughs> um, I was like, I want to go there. Uh, so Natsuno is really hyped about it. Yeah. And <laughs> BJ is just like, Natsuno. He's like, I know we have to be careful not to change the past or else we'll screw up the future. And then immediately talks about screwing up the future yeah. by going to see her dad when yeah. he was a kid. Oh my God. And uh, BJ has to be, hello, hello, look at me, Sentinel. We're working for the Sentinel. <laughs> uh, great. He really does. He has a little attitude. He does. Well, I think attitude. he's just, you know, he's on a mission and Natsuno's like having fun living through her own sci-fi movie in her head. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Even when she's like, I know the rules of time travel. It's like just because she's like yeah. watched, you know, whatever yeah. movie. Uh very good yeah it's like she i I think it's a fun uh dynamic Uh, again when we talk about et it'll be fun but um (laughs) et in the movie is like sort of childlike but also wise um and so there's like a weird like parent kid dynamic between Mm. uh him and elliot that kind of like switches depending on the scene um but here like Natsuno thinks that she is taking care of BJ and really like BJ is just like I, I am now tethered to this person right who, like, yeah she's like a means of transportation more or less yeah, yeah like this is who I ran into right or you know it's probably not a coincidence interlocutor code whatever yeah right, um right, right. yeah anyway so uh BJ basically detects that there is an active sentinel nearby um yeah. also Anytime you walk past BJ, it's not so no. He makes these little like beep boot yeah. noises and it's very good. They're really cute. Yeah. Um, so someone else uh, arrives. So we hide in a classroom. Uh, it turns out to be uh, a young woman and Renya Goto. So <laughs> this. He's this here. Whole, yeah. He's here being suspicious, uh-huh. giving someone unmarked pills. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like, oh, yeah, here you are. Here's your supply, your, your pill, pill supplies supply. for the month. And she's like, oh, are these the same pills that you gave me last time? Like the pills you've been giving me. Let me see the future. <laughs> but these new pills are different. Yeah, uh, they make me feel awful and they make me forget my dreams. Right. And yeah. he says, you must continue your treatment. These will eliminate your nightmares and help you revert to your original state. We're putting an end to this operation. And he leaves. Huh? 
Yeah. What? What? She doesn't want to forget. Um, she says something along the lines of, it's our only hope of survival. The weapon at Ayame Pass. Mm-hmm. No, I can't remember it, anything. And she yeah. leaves. Yeah. Um, <sighs> Wild. Um, I don't know about you. My first... Like, as soon as I saw this woman, we we know we find out who she is later. But as soon as I saw her, I was like, is that Matsuno just with a slightly different hairstyle? Oh, um, but it's it's not. <laughs> but See, that- I thought it might be another version of Shinonome. Mm, interesting. I thought she kind of looked like her. Maybe I, I can't. I can never remember what she looks like. So it could be maybe. Yeah. So after after they leave, Natsuno is like. Oh, this is so weird. How is it possible that Goto is here? Um, and she immediately is just like, must be his grandpa. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I, this is the point where I realized Nachan is a total herbo. Yep. A herbo for sure. Anyway, BJ's like, all right, let's just go to Ayame Pass. Yeah. Uh, we arrive at the Ayame Pass <laughs> factory secret facility. <laughs> it's, we're just, first of all, first of all, not first of all, there's just, there's so many questions that I have. How did they get in here? Where is anybody? What's going mm-hmm. on? There's just, <laughs> we, yeah, we they just wander into this like secret military. Yeah, base. we fade to black. We're apparently in this base now. And then boom, directly behind them on this, you know, they're standing on the bridge or whatever. Is this fucking huge sentinel. It's just mm-hmm. there. And they're like, like, yeah, this is we made it here. This is exactly where we wanted to be. Like, yep. What the fuck are you talking about? How did you get here? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he says, I can't believe we're running around in a military base. Yeah. And she also says, uh, how does someone lose something so freaking big? Which is <laughs> also really funny. It's a fair question. <laughs> yeah. Um, and BJ explains, you know, all the Sentinels are connected to shifters and they are they all get shifted, you know, as things do. Mm-hmm. You, they get shifted. But this is uh sentinel 19 uh not the sentinel they're looking for. not the sentinel they're looking for 19 belonged to quote a comrade and that bj can't pilot another Mm -hmm. you can't pilot another person's sentinel assumedly because of the nano machine stuff Uh, i don't know Um, i have no idea yeah i'm Um, sure (laughs) and whoever pilots number 19 is dead yeah rest in peace i guess that's not really a spoiler right we would know who's we should right isn't isn't 19 not no not 19 19's no. Mira, isn't it yeah i think i think so i think you're right i'm trying to think i i, I don't remember if i if he says it in his thing but for some reason my, my head immediately was like yeah 19 is mira yeah well uh, this is the sentinel that we see mira yeah i think that's maybe why because take, it's yeah. the one that is yeah anyway, yeah so i guess mira is dead in this timeline <laughs> or something or, no, he's here. Oh, that's we see right. him. Yeah, okay. Momentarily. Okay, so, so this belong it belonged to, to someone else, else before Mira. Okay. Yeah, Whoa. Is the implication. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, that's because I <laughs> Or it's like an old version of Mira and yeah. it's like a weird time loop. Up up until this point, I had such a hard time remembering who Mira was. Every time I saw the kid mm-hmm. with the hat, I was like, who is this kid with the hat? I can't remember who this is <laughs> for some reason. Even though that is like the most defining feature yeah. of like all of the Sentinels is this fucking hat. I could never remember it was Mira, but I know that this is jumping the gun, but I don't want to forget to say it when we get to Mira. Yeah. I love that his idol animation is him like taking Taking the hat off, off, like dusting it off, kind of like puffing it up again and putting it back on. And also when he runs, he holds it. Yeah, it's really cute. It's really good. Sorry. Yeah, we've we've kind of skipped all over the place now. But so the pilot of 19 is dead. BJ says that a critical change has been detected. Somebody's changed the Sentinels primary systems, which I assume means the original pilot is dead. And so they've changed the primary system. So now Miura is going to be able to pilot it. That's 
Yeah. I don't know that. Uh, I don't know. That's all kind of coming together for me now, uh, like revisiting this scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, like- I think also there might be like uh, the implication being that it has been sort of like repurposed yeah. for the war effort. Yeah. 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 And if, if my theory that like, when you when it when a, a sentinel needs to be repaired it gets sent back in time to be mm-hmm. repaired like if that's true then, somewhere in time <laughs> right yeah um then this this is this is what happened there mm-hmm. it got sent back to be repaired the pilot died and then it was just found by whoever oh um, interesting which i also have some theories about but i don't know yeah well so i think it's also notable natsuno says oh maybe someone in this era you know did something to it to, to change it mm-hmm. and bj says that would be impossible with the technology of this era right but not if, as I think, Okino came from the future. Uh-huh. 100%. Anyway. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So, <laughs> sorry, we were just back to the, the chronology of the, <laughs> the chapter. Uh, somebody's coming. We run away. Mira shows up and he just starts kind of talking about uh, Professor Doji says, I can't take 19 out yet. And he just like just talks about how he wants to protect his country and stuff. And he says, mm-hmm. I'm starting to sound like Takatoshi. And he's ready to lay down his life for his yep. people. He walks away. <laughs> We come back. We're like, oh, wow. Was that Miura? And then, <laughs> and then it's like, oh, no, somebody's coming from the other direction. And yeah. We run away to go hide off screen again. <laughs> and Okino shows up. Hello, Okino. And opens up a computer screen in front of 19 to a screen that has a brain on it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, And I'm not sure if that's just like, you know, it's just a random screen that they chose. But like, I don't know, feels weird to see a brain on a screen. So, well, he starts talking about here. I'll read that. He says, first of all, he says it's been a while. Number 19, um, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. I almost wonder also, Okino, last we saw him talked about how he wants people to think that he's dead. So right. was this his sentinel? Mm. Right? And maybe. Yeah, anyway. that's, that tracks. But wouldn't BJ have recognized him? Maybe not. Well, he was in. Was he in? No, he was. He was. Okay. He's not, he not in disguise here. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. So anyway, he's um <laughs> taking a look at the works. <laughs> He says, it looks like an alternate route was successfully created. Mm-hmm. Uh, OK, it actually worked. And on my second test subject, no uh-huh. less impressive Keitaro Miro. So this is like I think this, this is Miro's brain that he's looking at. Yeah. Nanomachine reconstruction agitates the brain. But yeah. you endured the process without losing your mind. <laughs> Wild. Wild. With this data, I'll be able to take over the Sentinel. <sighs> what are you doing? I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Not a clue. Wild shit. Absolutely wild. And then he, Okino goes on to say, as long as they come into contact with Mira, the data should spread to the others. Right. So I guess there's some sort of nanomachine malware or something. Mm -hmm. Well, that's how uh, Juro got his start. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, interesting. Do we think maybe in 1985 they're not supposed to like be able to access their sentinels or something and then okino did something yeah so that okino's damn code right Mm -hmm. so he did something that now now 1985 has sentinels and that's Mm -hmm. ruining whatever plan oof Hmm. interesting interesting Um, the next the rest of the show is just gonna be us sitting in silence going hmm hmm. (laughs) yeah i'm just thinking about my theory yeah Oh, mm-hmm. man, I'm very excited about it. Um, <laughs> OK, yeah. Uh, then they get BJ's like, we got to go. <laughs> yeah. So we we go return to the shrine. Uh, BJ is about to activate the gate, but someone is coming. So we hide again. Mm-hmm. It is Okino again. 
Uh-huh. He says, I'm pleased the data is complete. I suppose negotiating with the professor was the right choice. <laughs> I don't know what that means. And professor Doji, presumably. Yeah, yeah. He's talking about Professor Doji and just like negotiating with him about what? About like keeping the technology? Oh, I don't know now, actually. <laughs> what? I don't know if I'm going to keep this in the podcast, but later we do. We are told that Tamau is the foremost professor of artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. So part of me maybe feels like that's a misdirect and Okino's actually talking about Professor Karabe. And something to do with some sort of something. I don't know, man. Mm, I'm just, interesting. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, you, can I, yeah, that, that, you can keep that in the podcast. I don't know why it would be a problem. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um. Oh, man. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, uh, he notices the settings have been tampered with, presumably by BJ. Yeah. Says, oh, this gate has been compromised. Sets it back to its original key and shifts out of there. So after he's gone, BJ accesses it again and says he changed the key. I can no longer shift. Um, so basically, Natsuno and BJ are trapped in 1945. Right. For at least 78 hours and 24 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. While BJ analyzes and figures it out. Uh, so then uh, we're standing there and then uh, somebody else comes mm-hmm. and we hide again. It's Mira. It says it's his first night off in a while. Probably get home. Chihiro is probably worried. Mm-hmm. And we know that that is... Morimura's first name so that's Ta- fun yeah yeah that's that's fun in 1945 fun in 1945 <laughs> and um he realizes that Natsuno and BJ are there because mm-hmm. BJ does a little beep boop mm-hmm. and encounters them and asks who they are and then that's where this ends and oh, Miura's gosh. story is now available yeah wild wild mm-hmm. wild part wild jeez um yeah Man, this game's got a lot in it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> uh, <laughs> it's only about to get wilder. Yeah. Uh, so why don't we move on now then to the story of Keitaro Mira. Um, my first note here, and I'm sorry, Kim, because it sounds like you like it. My first note is I hate this boy's hat. <laughs> I hate the hat. It's I don't not like, like a hat. good hat, but it's I not. like that they're using the hat as a prop. I like that it's mm. it's like a part of yeah. in some way. Yeah, um, I agree with you. It's not like the most stylish looking hat. <laughs> yeah. I, I, but anyway, so you start the fucking chapter and oh, look, we're in space. And oh, look, Mir is here with a haircut and in, in a space suit. And it's 28, 21, 87. And we're mm-hmm. in satellite orbit. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what mm-hmm. is happening? Indeed. Um, so he's he's sitting there and he gets a, a he, he calls he fucking calls Natsuno Minami. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're both in space in space suits. <laughs> I heard in my notes, they are space people. And then later, astronauts. The word I was looking for was astronauts. <laughs> Very good. Um, so they're up there talking and they have some. Oh, oh, and Natsuno said she wanted to work for NASA. So good for her. Nice. <laughs> um, they've got some some fun repartee. Like, why can't I call you if I blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh. he says that Sector 2 production is coming along. Cool. We know that now that Sector 2 is... 19 uh wait no what was sector two uh, uh 2065? 2065 yeah. yeah 
cool, I guess. Mm-hmm. And Natsuno talks about the ethics committee uh, being worried about the automated factories. And Mir is like, shouldn't the ethics committee be worried about real things? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, man, that like they're automated factories. I don't think it's that hard to make that leap that maybe the factories start making bad stuff at some point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Worth noting that like their voices are different here. They're like adults. Um, oh, I don't know I if it's different actors or just like the actors are like having a, like a more like deeper mm. affectation. Um, mm. But yeah, so they're they're like older than <laughs> the Natsuno and <laughs> Keitaro we've seen before. Uh, another thing worth noting is when she's talking about the automated factories, she specifically uses the phrase self-replication, which I think is interesting. Mm-hmm. And she says something like there the ethics committee is concerned that it may lead to the invasion of intelligent life. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting. I feel like it's interesting that Miura thinks that or like Miura hears that as like aliens mm-hmm. and not as like the the, the, the factories yeah. will create the thing that will be invading. Like right. you don't have to be coming from outside to invade, which I guess is maybe a commentary on something. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, and also the, the line. I didn't know space exploration was a matter of ethics. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah everything people, buddy. yeah everything is a matter of ethics because if you don't think about it that way that's how you end up in ethical quandaries right. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which i think is kind of funny because mira is also revealed here to be a huge history buff yeah um yeah so it's very funny that he can't think ethically about anything which is kind of it's kind of concerning <laughs> pal mm-hmm. um but anyway he's reading about the pacific war currently he tells that uh he tells Natsuno like oh, i could i could lend you the book if you wanted it mm-hmm. and then they talk about i don't remember why it comes up i didn't write that specific part down but they bring up 1987 and Mira says, if I could pick an era to be born in, it would be then. Uh, uh, I thought he was talking about the Pacific War era. World oh, War II era. interesting. I don't remember why 1987 comes up. Oh, because she said maybe because she says, oh, 200 years ago. Right. Um, oh, that's what it was. Do the math there. Yeah, I just did the math. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a little, <laughs> they're they're talking about the World War Two era. Fair enough. And Natsuno says, oh, two, 200 years ago. Right. When all this started. Mm-hmm. when this all started or something mm-hmm. when what started space and he's like oh yeah uh it was part of this big world war involving countless powerful nations and i just mm. want to say how does she not know this because if <laughs> i had to learn about like the franco-prussian war in school or whatever the fuck mm. how does she not know about world war ii yeah. what are they teaching on this colony <laughs> anyway um yeah <laughs> Yeah, so he says if he could pick an era to be born in, he'd live around then, which is a wild thing to say. Yeah. And then uh, she's like, yeah, I don't care about that. Uh, When can we meet up again? (laughs) And he says it'll be 420 hours until the next time he's off. Blaze it. Uh, And yeah, they they sort of flirt their way to the end of the conversation. Yeah. And then we go back to October 1944 and we are back in the original Sakura High School, uh, mm-hmm. wood floors and all that. I, I just wanted to note, Mira's scenes always start with like a oh, first right. person. Yeah. Just like text on the screen, um, <laughs> which gives the like month and year 
the weather conditions and then just like a brief description of like what's going on in his life. So this one is October 1944, a particularly cloudy day. (laughs) I begin military service tomorrow. Uh, I'm standing by the school, standing by at the school. I was like too excited to sleep, Mm -hmm. which is so interesting. We haven't seen that from anybody else. No, the only time we've seen something like that is Natsuno's War of the World quote. Mm hmm. Right. Um, which is interesting. Uh, yeah, I almost wonder if it's supposed to be like the framing is supposed to feel like it's his diary or something. <sighs> yeah, yeah, but definitely. Yeah. So we're back in school. Takatoshi is there. We're talking about the brand new schoolhouse. How exciting mm-hmm. it is that it's brand new school. Yeah, this is young, clean cut Takatoshi, obviously. Yes. Not disheveled, yes. scrunkly. Scrunkly. But they say uh, brand new schoolhouse, but no students because all the students are at the factories because there is a state of emergency mm-hmm. because it is it is World War Two. Um, right. So they're all has been, have been drafted or enlisted or or whatever the situation is. But you can think about Hijiyama and uh, basically they grew up around each other. Miura says that Hijiyama used to be a mess, um, but now he's really cleaned up since he's been in the mm-hmm. military service. And then you can uh, talk to your friend. Yeah. I, I wrote down what, what comes up for state of emergency. Yeah. He's basically just like, there are no ships left. Like we're losing this war and yeah. he calls it hopeless. Sad. That's just sort of the state of things. Mm-hmm. So you talk to talking to Hijiyama and it's basically revealed, I guess, um, mm-hmm. that Mira is going to be the first Sentinel pilot uh, ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're really looking forward to using the Sentinel to kind of turn the tides of the war. Hijiyama is also a pilot cadet for a future Sentinel, I guess. I thought maybe like they're both being trained to right. pilot Sentinel-19. Um, Just in case. Do you think Hijiyama is, was the first test subject? Yes. And Mira was the successful second one? Yes. Okay. I do. All right. Well, there we go. Okay. That yeah. makes sense then. I could be wrong, uh, but that's what I think. No, I think that tracks. <laughs> <laughs> they talk about like what the Sentinel is and Hijiyama's like, oh, it's a heavily armored craft that requires a pilot, which is like the <laughs> wildest way to couch. To describe what? a mech. <laughs> yeah. Like what? No, it's just a big thing and it needs a pilot. That's it. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> you almost wonder, like, how would they if you if you haven't seen a mech before in in media, uh, how would you describe it? I know. Like a big, a big giant suit. I don't know if I would. Use, yeah, I, I think just the use of the word craft. A big to me, robot. They used to call them robots. Robots. At least they did it on the Twilight Zone. I don't know. Yeah. Calling it a craft to me makes it just sound like a ship. Like it makes it sound like a boat. Yeah. Yeah. But I Um, think that that's like that's how they conceptualize it. Right. I I guess that's fair. Yeah. It's just so funny to to hear Mm -hmm. it uh, uh, described like that. Um, Yeah. They're basically they're anticipating that like the war is going to be brought to the mainland soon. And so they're going to drive it back to American soil uh, (laughs) with this Sentinel. Yeah. Yeah, sure. (laughs) (sighs) Um, So then (laughs) we get a pretty fun reveal of Tamau Karabe. Grandma Karabe. Grandma, you looking good. Grandma's looking great. (laughs) Uh, And this is the lady that we saw earlier in Natsuno's uh, Mm -hmm. thing, talking to Goto about the pill supply and the dreams and the nightmares and the remembering and forgetting and all that stuff. Goto is drugging Juro's grandma confirmed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and my first note here, what here is, uh, is, is Hijiyama Juro's grandpa? Uh, no, <gasps> I don't think so. Well, no, because Hijiyama likes someone else. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, so she, uh, they show up and they, and they have a little exchange, but she gives us some uh, ohagi, which I looked up and they kind of look mm-hmm. like they're just basically like old school mochi. 
yeah style i also looked them up yeah (laughs) they look tasty they look good yeah i like i I like like regular mochi before and never really knew what they were like i remember Mm. seeing them um when i was in japan Mm. and now i wish i had gotten some because it looks really good they look good they look really good and tamao brought a friend um named kiriko chan yeah (laughs) who's just been staring into the classroom so we can Mm -hmm. only see their back but it's 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 kiriko Slash Okino. Uh, uh, or is this real Kiriko, do you think? Is that what you're... No, I think it's Okino. Because okay. okay. the, the voice actor is the same. Yeah. Um, And I think it sort of makes sense with, like, her complete disinterest in, <laughs> in like, chatting with these fools sure. until... Takatoshi is like like a wooga. Who is this? And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. just he just immediately loses his cool. It's right. so funny. <laughs> he's like, who's this? Uh, and so <laughs> Tamao convinces Kuriko to to introduce herself. Yeah, and Takatoshi almost forgets his name. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's good <laughs> like, stuff. I'm a Takatoshi, and he's blushing. And they're like, oh, so you're Professor Doji's daughter. <laughs> And Keitaro's like, oh, Professor Doji's here. That means. And he's just like thinking to himself. Mm-hmm. And Ichiyama's like, oh, careful, uh, yeah. Mira. His involvement with the weapon is highly confidential. <laughs> it's like, oh, fuck, shit. <laughs> Stupid idiot. Stupid I love him so much. And then um, what happens that leads to him saying that he has to leave my little sister with you? I think it's just like they're about to head out. And, okay. and yeah. And, and Keitaro's like, thank you so much for your kindness. Um, yeah. You know, I guess he's been staying with them as well. Um, and he he asked her to keep taking care of her. He's like, you know, she's she still has nowhere else to go. Right. And Tamal's like, yeah, no problem. And uh, yeah, so they they leave to go to the armory. And yeah. uh, Mira says, I promise I'll be back does say chihiro's name at one point he does yeah, yeah okay. he, so he, my little he, sister chihiro my is, little sister chihiro so yeah morimura is mira's little sister but yeah so older than him in 1985 but also and also maybe also Iori. From, yes <laughs> cool great i'm glad we're on yeah, the same this page all makes sense um i also this was so interesting because it seemed like they were setting up like a miura tamau romance but there's clearly a Mira Natsuno thing going on. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. So then we go ahead a few months later to May 1945. I did not take note of the weather conditions and I also was clear ta- skies. Okay. And I was also looking down when he said his quotes. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm off this afternoon until 0800 tomorrow. There we go. So this is also weird. We see that. Mm-hmm. And maybe you didn't see this if you were looking down. Then the screen flashes. I did see that. Yeah. And it says Nightfall Tokisaka Shrine a few months later. Okay, so you're thinking that this is a few months after May? I don't know. Yeah, because it it does. I did think that was weird that it like gave us the time and then said a few months later. Yeah. After that. Yeah. I um, but I did. I did see the flash, the the flash. And then Miura shows up and is taught at the shrine and is like, oh, man, Kiriko has disappeared. Professor Duoji is silent. He's not saying anything. And I had thought this meant that, like, the Sentinel never went out. But mm-hmm. apparently it's just like it hasn't gone out yet. So, yeah, I think maybe it's just kind of it, it, it was just a weird ordering of of like the display, because if it's yeah. if it's May and he 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 gets he goes out at eight o'clock tomorrow, I think maybe it's just because May is a few months after October. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. This game is... It is fucky with time. Yeah, yeah. it's... I can't yeah. trust it, I think. <laughs> yeah. 
so so then we basically he he talks through the stuff a little bit but then it it just is the scene mm-hmm. that we got with Natsuno but we get the rest of it so they show up and he sees her uh, you know Natsuno tries to run away he says stop or freeze he says freeze actually mm-hmm. uh, and she turns around and he immediately blushes pulls his hat down says shouldn't you be wearing pants this is the moment I was like this is the goodest boy in the whole game <laughs> this is the first non-pervert in the whole game yeah well yeah because he says he says that and then immediately is like okay well can I take you like can I escort you home? Mm-hmm. Which is mm-hmm. like, yes, what a gentleman. I said, what a gentleman, but also a dummy. So sweet boy. <laughs> Did you say a dummy? A dummy. Yeah. Yeah. Because like this, <laughs> this girl showed up, was hiding at the shrine, went to run away from him. And he's like, I'll bring you home. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> she was hiding from you. What are you talking yeah. about? Uh, whatever. Um, um, and he's blushing. He is blushing. He yeah, likes obviously, her. Obviously, obviously. Who couldn't, you know? Mm-hmm. So they're there and then an explosion happens. <laughs> yeah. And the air raid sirens go off and mira you i thought this was really really good just in terms of like how you oh yeah just reveal i guess so like you you hear the explosion the air raid sirens are going off and they're like oh no and then you have to run over away mm-hmm. from the shrine and the camera pans with you obviously and you just see in the distance just like this orange red light of fire yeah uh, and then these like you know planes flying through the sky i thought it was really really a great I don't know. It was just a great scene setting and it was really nice. It was like it is really impactful. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's 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 like harrowing and like scary in a in a like good, powerful way. Yeah. So he realizes that this is an attack on uh, the factory. Yep. But he also realizes that uh, the Karabe's house uh, is in sort of like the area that's being attacked. Yeah. Um, I. immediately started uh almost crying i was like i don't have the emotional fortitude for this um and he tells natsuno to stay he's like this you should be safe at this distance i need to go help yeah bj's like follow him yeah he looks he looks up and goes natsuno follow him yeah she's like oh okay uh, she, she goes do i have to okay fine <laughs> yeah. and as, she, as, as she's running off screen she yells if everything goes wrong it's your fault <laughs> i miss that that's funny i love her so much it, it's it's some valuable uh uh comic relief yeah it's really good in this scene because it is a a heavy scene so we arrive in mm. a burning village <laughs> um and <laughs> first of all Burning Village, wow, extremely, like, Jesus Christ. And then Natsuno just shows up <laughs> in track shorts, mm-hmm. just running through fire. It's like, oh, man, it's hot. It's just, sorry, she runs <laughs> yeah. on screen going, ha, 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 ha. So <laughs> funny. It's really, really good. I think this is, this is honestly, like, there hasn't been a lot of it, I don't think. But, like, this is a really good example of this game mm-hmm. managing tone really well, I think. Of like, obviously, yeah. this is a huge, tragic, yeah, awful thing. But also, don't forget that this is a game where people mm-hmm. are being dragged out of their times right. by little robots right. and stuff like that. You know, I think it, it's it's a really, really fine line to walk. And I think they do it really, really well here. Yeah, the the balance is good. There is definitely no moment where I'm like, oh, my God, why are they like making these jokes? It doesn't feel, you know, like they they right. manage to um, thread that needle. Yeah. Uh, so we run over through the rubble. We find a little bunny that Chihiro always has with her. Really sad. Jesus Christ. 
Uh, sorry, right before that, you run past some rubble, and as you run past the rubble, it says Karabe House. Yeah. So that whole house, this whole village has been destroyed, including the Karabe House. Mm-hmm. Then you find the bunny. I don't know if you considered the bunny in that moment. I did, um, yeah. But totally, the, the narration for it is a little weird, because it is, you know, you can you can consider this stuff at any moment through any mm-hmm. of these routes. Um, and so it's just like, our mom made this bunny out of whatever. And yeah. he's standing in the middle of this village, after you just picked it up, he's like, the bunny. Our mom made this bunny. <laughs> <laughs> he had a, you know scraps that she found around the house it's yeah. not the best but it, but she here loves it yeah i just thought it was really funny but really fucking breaking my heart mm-hmm. um and then we hear chihiro yell big brother or whatever yeah shows up with tamau as well they are mm-hmm. safe they're okay <laughs> there I, I do want to highlight there's a calm uh conversation with uh not before oh, this Natsuno is kind of horrified that they've attacked civilians uh, and Mira says, well, there's a munitions factory nearby. If they just level the whole neighborhood, they can't miss. Yeah. Rough. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what does that remind me of? And I realized it's um, the story of uh, Shang-Chi in um, Mass Effect where uh, Ashley's grandfather uh, surrendered because the Turians were just attacking entire neighborhoods to interesting yeah weird Hmm. parallel anyway i wonder if that's historically accurate do you mean from world war ii yeah just like like this specific like i wouldn't put it past us yeah (laughs) yeah i know exactly that's what i'm saying it's interesting anyway so yes everybody shows up they are okay we are just standing in the middle of this burning village Mm -hmm. like oh i'm glad that you're okay we're okay too yeah. <laughs> the village is still on fire, so maybe we should get out. Yeah. Um, but that's fine. And Shahira's like, oh, we I, I ran away before the siren started because mm-hmm. I, I knew you were coming home and I didn't want you to come home with nobody there. Yeah, that's fucking so sweet. Dude. It's really sweet. But also <sighs> my child, mm-hmm. please go to the shelters when you hear the alarms. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. Yeah. So then some quad pods show up, mm-hmm. which is very funny. I didn't even type quad pods on purpose. I meant to type. I also wrote quad pods. <laughs> I meant to type high quad, but I typed yeah. quad pod. One thing I will say. Yeah. Chihiro. Yeah. With this character, they do this thing that I just hate, where instead of hiring a child's voice actor, oh. they have an adult do a squeaky <laughs> voice. Yeah. And it's just the worst. I know why they do it. But it just drives me crazy every time. And I can't tell you why. Um, (laughs) I just had to get that off my chest. Okay. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, they get out of there. Uh, Worth noting, Keitaro thinks that this is an American weapon. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Which is very interesting when you consider that the original War of the Worlds is about British imperialism, as we discussed. Yeah. 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 So it seems um, potentially kind of intentional (laughs) to draw that parallel, Mm -hmm. Uh, which is also funny because like Japan was also an empire. But Mm -hmm. anyway. What is a world war, but empire duking it out to see who could be the biggest, baddest empire with the biggest empire dick. Uh, (laughs) So, Um, yeah. Uh, So uh, he thinks they're American weapons. uh, And then I just had a quick little note here. Chihiro's little pants are so cute. I don't think I clocked the pants. They're like kind of uh, joggers, but they like puff out at the bottom. Okay. So it's like cinched at the waist and cinched at the ankle. And then they're like like flower printed kind of like red they're so cute they are so cute <laughs> um i would wear them but mir is like all right well i'm gonna go pilot my sentinel and take out these american weapons mm-hmm. and blah 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 so he runs away and then natsuno runs after him and then yeah. that is the end of the scene hooray hooray <laughs> for the land 
land of the free. Um, <laughs> it is not actually clear if any of this is an American air raid versus just just Dimos attacking. Oh, interesting. Not totally clear. Well, there there are planes when they when they go to look yeah. out from the shrine. Yeah. But I guess yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean it's an air raid, I guess. Could be a Shikishima, uh, yeah. like a, a bluff or something. So then we head back into Mirror's story. Um, mm-hmm. And once again, I was making a note and I missed the quote again. So. <laughs> uh, May 1985, clear skies, monitoring Sentinel from Kaede River. I don't know why they didn't have him like read that. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I assume there's a reason that we will yeah, yeah, find probably. out one day. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. I think everything is intentional and Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. So we're we're walking by how did you how do you say this? Kaede River. Kaede River. And he says, Nothing's changed today either. Uh, He starts this this scene. uh, I assume each time you do it, we've done it twice, but he's always starts it no matter where I am, at least the sunset is always the same. Which is a very uh, it feels very poignant in a game like this where we keep repeating and you're waking up in different timelines and whatever. So yeah. So yeah, Mm. you can um (laughs) you also get the option to gaze at the skyline. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, he says, I can hardly see the stars in this era, but the city lights are a sight to behold. Mm -hmm. Um and then you can look on as or at another building. Uh, that has two cranes on top of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's basically like, well, the Sentinel's still OK, because I guess the Sentinel just has a building being bu- or, you know, a quote unquote has a building being yeah. built around it. It's just like, you know, it's a big smoke screen, more or less mm-hmm. um, wild. <laughs> it's so funny that it's just in the middle of the city. Yeah. yeah. So he and the Sentinel got uh, uh, sent back in time or back to 1985 or wherever mm-hmm. we are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's still, it's cause it's not sent back in time. It's sent to an alternate 1985. I think that's where I'm, that's where I'm settling. I think so. So he, you know, it, it was just him and the Sentinel. He's not fully sure why, but mm-hmm. we know it's the shifter, whatever shifter thing that BJ was talking about before. That is the reason you can think about uh, consider time travel, um, which I thought was funny for a person from 1945 to consider. But he says mm-hmm. that his uncle gave him uh, a time travel novel back in the day. And this is just like that and blah, blah, blah. And then you can think back to 1945. But I thought it was interesting here. We get the little like, you know, you can choose to do it or not. Mm-hmm. And the options are remember or forget it. Oh, I didn't clock that. Yeah, which I think is interesting. Yeah. Given all the talk of like Tamau taking pills to forget her mm-hmm. dreams and stuff. Interesting. So, and again, the game doing things uh, on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that feels very purposeful that it said remember or forget it. Yeah, because usually um, it just says not now. Right. Um, huh. And maybe it's just like the passive, like, ah, forget it. But for me, I'm reading it literally as forget it. Yeah, I read into <laughs> everything that happens in this game yeah. until proven otherwise. Yeah. So I, that's really interesting. So then I'm uh, glad you noticed that. So then we head back to 1945 and the Sentinel here. I just wrote the Sentinel is just a big gun. <laughs> like, <laughs> the way that it's I think this is like one of the first times we've seen like the profile mm. of a Sentinel and the front of his Sentinel like just it, it projects out. Mm-hmm. of it it just looks like a big gun <laughs> um and he just says a whole bunch of stuff he's he's fighting i guess is, is worth, yeah is worth he's, saying he's, he's fighting basically the quad pods. like there are two he's he's like i'm out of ammo and power essentially yeah. there are too many of them but i'm not gonna sit here and die i have two minutes before <laughs> i hit my operating limit so i guess yeah. uh here we go yeah and uh, then and there's a flash yep and a rumble and mm. the sentinel just time travels 
Mm -hmm. Um, It lands in the city uh, and expels Miura. He's like, oh, I guess it reached its operating limit. And so he he you can like go and look at the city. We I think automatically I did at least recognize that this is just the same city in 1985. But this is what I love about Miura is I feel like he's the first character who reacts to a wild situation in like a way that a human would react sure. where like he's within his frame of reference he's like i must be in an american city he's he yeah. doesn't realize he's time traveled um he's like i've i've heard that in major u.s cities these kinds of high-rises are common mm-hmm. um so i must have been captured and brought to the mainland yeah and he he gets worried about the sentinel falling into enemy hands but he can't activate it right now it needs time to recover <laughs> he's he says this thing where he's like i should lie low until the sentinel recovers but it's i'm not lying low because i'm afraid <laughs> yeah. you know i i would give up my life in a heartbeat for my country and my little sister but i have to be smart and wait until the sentinel is up and running yeah so he runs down, we sort of get a scene change. He's running down the street. Um, it's the same street where we saw Anjuro's uh, prologue. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. I, yeah. I, I was distracted thinking about the flash and then realized that the flash that we see when he right before he runs into to, to Nat is is Okino setting the code, the key code back. Um, mm-hmm. And st- I just I I because I, we see the flash right before he teleports yeah. away. And then I had this whole kind of went down this whole kind of rabbit hole, but it was for nothing. Um <laughs> But I'm back now. And, oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, like, going off, and you're, like, f- fully on a mind journey. <laughs> I, I really I was. I didn't even I, I was, I, uh, Great. Um, I was listening, though. I mean, you you, you <laughs> described the stuff great. No, um, but, like, something I did just want to note. In <laughs> the... <laughs> he's talking about, like the stuff that he needs to do and the the sentinel's just in a building or whatever it's just like in a part of architecture yeah <laughs> it's just like stuck there and he's like hmm i hope no one notices it or like whatever he's like oh i gotta wait for it to recharge it's like you have bigger problems yeah <laughs> like you you fully just destroyed a building or a bridge or something mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just like ah, oh, i guess i gotta wait for it to recharge he's very like, confused <laughs> i fair but also like how is the city not in a fucking like disaster? Like how are there not air sirens going off right now? This yeah. huge thing just showed up and destroyed a part. Had to have destroyed a part of the town. Yeah. Um. So it's just wild to me that he was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta wait for the Sentinel recharge. So see ya. <laughs> he just leaves. Like what the fuck? How is yeah. this not what everybody's talking about right now? Yeah. But whatever. So <laughs> sorry. Yes, we go back to the street where we where we saw yes. Joe in the, in the beginning, and he's sort of like trying to put the pieces together he notices everyone yeah. seems to be japanese they're talking japanese but the signs show both kanji and english so like what mm. is that about mm. he's like ashitaba bank well that was the name of my hometown he's yeah. like you're you're so he's, close buddy you're getting there yeah there kids talking about arcades mm-hmm. <laughs> and the totally. brand new sega arcade rest in peace to that sega arcade yeah he can tell they're speaking japanese mm-hmm. but he doesn't know what they're saying like it, he, yeah because they're talking about arcades and sega which is not the things that were yeah. around in the 40s he also um, hears like girls talking about a tv show and is confused mm-hmm. and <laughs> he settles on he's like okay they're speaking japanese but i think it must be a different dialect yeah which again is like a really grounded like yeah, yeah. that probably is uh you know if you like couldn't fully understand what the hell people were talking about but you know like they're speaking my language like yeah maybe he it's also, a different dialect 
Yeah. He also notes about the female students. He says female students. Though that's quite, that's quite a bit of exposed leg. <laughs> and I just wrote, we're approaching commentary territory. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, okay, so someone noticed. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, he says, it looks like Japan, but everything is off. And then he comes to the, uh, which is also another pretty grounded conclusion. He just thinks it's brain overload from, yeah. from the Sentinel. He just assumes that like, okay, stuff gets weird from the Sentinel. So it must just be that like mm-hmm. everything's fine. I'm still in 1945. Everything is normal and good. <laughs> um, and then off to the side, we see Shu and Nenji show up. And <laughs> this is so great. It's really good because he looks over at them. And he says, huh, a boy's uniform, but he has a girl's haircut. <laughs> Yeah, that's about shoes haircut. Yeah. And then and then Nenji shows up and he basically like and this one this one's hair is just wild. (laughs) And Nenji's like, are you trying to fight, dude? Like, what the fuck are you looking at? Yeah. Uh, And then he says something else like directed at himself. Mira does. Um, And Nenji, you see Nenji like wind up his bag to hit him. Um, Like, do you want to fight? And then Mm -hmm. and then the screen goes black. Um, We've been knocked out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He was knocked out. Uh, wakes up later in Shu's house and talks about how it's like, oh, this must be a, a military lab yeah. or something. I must be a, a, a prisoner. And then he's walking around and looks at the TV. And it's I think it's so funny when you look at the TV. He can, He's like, oh, the Sentinels had a screen like this, mm-hmm. a, proje- a projected screen. This. Yeah, a projector so screen. Like, but this, this one is technology. about baseball. <laughs> yeah, this one seems to be about baseball. Yeah, so I just bad. think it's so funny to like be like, oh, a television. This is Sentinel level technology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like really funny yeah um sees the 1985 calendar he's like no surely this yeah something everything's normal it must be fine um and then you find a japanese history book and he reads about uh hiroshima and nagasaki Mm -hmm. and about the unconditional surrender of uh japan to america really sad yeah sad yeah he's like this can't be real like how is this possible yeah um Um, and then he looks at the calendar again it's like no i think something fucked up has happened and it is 1985 uh and then shu comes back he's like oh hey i got you i got you something to drink (laughs) and he grabs it and he When they think to themselves, it does like the consider thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, it gets like dark around the edges and he grabs the, the can. It gets dark around the edges. And he's like, it's so cold <laughs> because they <laughs> yeah. didn't have refrigerators yeah. in 1945. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> and when he takes a sip, he's like, whoa. He's like, oh, geez, Louise. <laughs> Some kind of carbonated beverage. Oh, man. It's really, it's really, really funny. good. And basically, I didn't take specific note of what Shu said here, mm-hmm. but he's basically like, oh, you know, Nenji kind of got a sucker punch on you, but I think you you guys should really like more like you guys should kiss and make up. And I think yeah. we, could all be, we could all be really great friends. So yeah. Okay. He says, <laughs> sorry, like Ogata was already pissed because he got chewed out at school. Um, <laughs> apparently, if he gets in trouble one more time, he's getting suspended. Oh, my God. And then this ends with Mira saying, I have to ask, like, what year is it? And she was like, dude, you didn't get hit that hard. It's still 1985. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Oof. that that fucks Mira up, but that is yeah. the end of the scene. That's the end of the scene. Mm. Oof. Oof. Big oof for Big these oof. boys out of time. Yeah. Uh, specifically the ones from 1945. That's rough. So then we, we go back in. For round two. For round two of Katar Mira. Mm-hmm. Get the same uh, text on the screen, the same no matter where I am, at least the sunset is always the mm-hmm. same. But this time, if you gaze... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if you press F to gaze, um, 
he thinks oh he's like looking over the, the skyscrapers and he says oh i wonder if that's where amaguchi lives and um talks about how he thinks it's like scary <laughs> uh to live that <laughs> high up and if you go back in the thought cloud uh some there are new thoughts there mm-hmm. um if you consider 1985 he says i don't care that that we lost the war. I'm proud um, that the country was able to rebuild the way that it did, but um, I still want to change history and save all these people's lives. Yeah. He says, I won't accept this future Mm -hmm. now that I know we lose the war. Yeah. And uh, when you consider American weapons, which was the the phrase that he was using to describe the quad pods, Mm -hmm. he, he says that he checked the library and there's basically no record of anything like that you know, being an American weapon or from anywhere in the world. So he has no idea what they are, mm-hmm. but we do. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, he, he worries that he is trapped uh, in 1985, but then he thinks, well, maybe I didn't actually travel through time. Maybe there's just something fu- like a localized um, warp in space time. Yeah. So why don't I try going to the school and maybe space time is flowing normally over there? Wild, wild mm. thing to consider. Yeah, <laughs> my man. I'm I, really yeah. curious what uh, what book his uncle was supposedly mm-hmm. uh, lent him, you know? Yeah. But uh, because these these certainly are not the 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 regular stream of consciousness of a person from 1945. No. <laughs> um, or maybe it's like stuff that he learned in his training. I don't know. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I guess he did. He did have all the Sentinel stuff that he knows, yeah. but still wild. Um, so then we can head back to Sakura high and you're, you're walking up to the school. Uh, Miwachan and Iori run by. Um, I didn't really take note of what they say, but they're just running by. Yeah, they're just like, oh, wait up, or, you know. Yeah, just, it's it's nothing yeah. benign conversation. Yeah, uh, and then Natsuno comes up, and mm-hmm. uh, you know she's doing her whole track thing, and he's like, oh, Natsuno, and she remembers him. Yeah, uh, which is good, which is great. I love yeah. that. <laughs> she was like, oh, I was looking for you. Um, I'm so glad that you're safe or whatever. Yeah. Um, what yeah. have you been up to? Where have you been? Um, he explains that. A- kind student i assume he's talking about amiguchi has been letting him stay uh, yeah, with yeah. him but otherwise he's been sleeping outdoors <laughs> yeah and natsuno sort of like goes into thinking mode and she's like oh i feel bad this is my mess and mm. this is when i realized he ended up here because bj and natsuno did something yeah. to use his sentinel to get back to 1985 yeah I'm really curious to see the next part of Natsuno's story to see yeah. what happens yeah. 78 hours and 24 minutes later. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But this is basically where she thinks, oh, I know I'll have him stay with Juro. Mm-hmm. And he Im- immediately is like, wait, the the Karabes? Like he immediately clocks. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I think she maybe mentions like Tamao or something um, mm-hmm. enough for him to to pick up on the fact that they're talking about the same place. Yeah, um, I had a. I had an interesting thought here mm-hmm. that the Karabe house has now become home to three time displaced peoples mm-hmm. in, in one way or another. Well, which made me realize that Jiro's original last name is Izumi. So he's not mm-hmm. Tamau's grandson. I don't think he so. is just a kid with Tamau's current last name, mm-hmm. which I thought was very interesting mm-hmm. that they've all kind of ended up here when Tamau conveniently isn't there. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. So that's interesting yep uh (laughs) you're not saying something uh that's fine um so yeah it's it's all interesting (laughs) uh who was who was four 
Uh, I was thinking Tamau herself, kind of, but oh, we, okay, I guess yeah. we only actually see her there in 45. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's that's fair, though. Um, so then we flash back to 1945 at the Karabe house and Shihiro's there. She's sad. There's a dent in the pole. Uh, and she, apparently she was playing around with her laundry bucket and dented the pole. And when you when uh, Mira asks her about like what happened, she said the bunny was fighting and it was beating up giant ghosts. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, oh, wow, your imagination's pretty wild. And she's like, no, it's not my imagination. Tamal told me about them. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Tamal shows up and is like, oh, yeah, he's talking to her about the dreams I was having. So mm-hmm. she's obviously having these fucking sentinel dreams. And mm-hmm. Goto is here trying to make her forget the sentinel dreams for some reason. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty interesting. Mira asks, uh, is it OK for you to be awake right now? Because right. I guess presumably, you know, he knows that she's been being treated, quote mm-hmm. unquote, by Goto. Uh, and then she's, she talks about more about her dreams and says they're like memories that I suddenly remember. Yeah. Um, and then the air raid sirens go off again. I turned on the radio because that was an option you got. And it's basically yeah. just like there's it's an air raid. Yeah, it's an air, <laughs> raid. An air raid sirens. Find um, shelter. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, and then they say that they have to get to the bomb shelter and we fade back to 1985. Mm hmm. Oh, geez, Louise. And then we basically get that one scene from Jiro's. Right. That wasn't his uh, That was just his thing. But yeah. Where, yeah where, where Natsuno uh, barges in and is like, yep. let this man stay here or I'll tell people about it, Megumi living here. Yep. Okay, bye. And then she leaves. <laughs> also, it, it adds uh, some color to uh, a yeah. thing that Mira says when he first comes into the house, which is, so this house is still standing. Yeah. In Juro's story, that was just completely out of context. And now mm. we understand why he's saying it. So Natsuno leaves. I this was the point where I was like, oh, I still like Natsuno Minami had ended up in the uh, um, thought cloud. And I I considered it here for the first time. And it's very sweet. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's he's like Natsuno-san. <sighs> Get it together, Keitaro. Yeah, she certainly is quite. Yes. <laughs> i admit she's bright cheerful attractive but right now i have more urgent matters to attend Mm to he's got a little crush yeah yeah for sure very cute anyway uh you can talk to megami and he's like i don't want to be an inconvenience i don't have to stay and she's like join us for dinner he's like no it's okay and then his stomach growls and she's like join us for dinner (laughs) (laughs) and so she walks out i guess to like get get another set of chopsticks and then just know. doesn't come back yeah i don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so then you can walk around the apartment and you notice that the pillar that was just mm-hmm. dented that we just saw is no longer dented but it is the same pillar right which i'm not fully sure how you can tell if it's the same pillar but also still not dented like i don't know but i'll i'll concede that i suppose <laughs> i yeah i don't know i didn't get the sense that he was saying it's like this is the same piece of wood but it like he's like okay this is like the pillar in the location mm. that i okay, like fair I, that's what i thought it meant by the same pillar um mm. but yeah it's not damaged here so what the fuck yeah and if you talk to juro uh Keitaro's like how is tamau <laughs> and, right. and uh juro's like yeah she's good she's just um visiting you know relatives in shimane and I was like, oh, so she must be visiting like her mother's side of the her family, side, whatever. Yeah. And she was like, do you know my grandma? <laughs> He's just like, yeah, 
no follow-up questions uh byleth style jura's <laughs> like okay uh well how long do you need to stay and katara's like not long just so i find my way home so jura's like all right this is fine then which I guess. how long do you need to say an, an answer is not I don't know until I get back home. That is not an answer, friend. That's not an that answer. Is not, yeah. That is not time. There is no amount of time that that could possibly take. Mm-hmm. That's not an answer, but Jero just takes it. I guess that's fine. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I think he's maybe more comfortable with it knowing that Keitaro knows Tamao. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, he's I, like, I, okay, <laughs> well, your room is on the first floor. Whatever. So yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's all I have for the scene. Yeah. Um, I just had a little side note here that says I'm still thinking about Juro's. Uh, they're following your nano machines. I'm still thinking about that bit. About um, what bit? When Juro in the future was saying when he had to kill all of them, oh. he said they're following your nano machines. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just constantly thinking about that. Mm. <laughs> um, especially when we hop to alternate timelines like this, I'm just really curious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not curious. I don't know. It's just it's just there. It's just always there. So then uh, we hop back to 2187. And or this one now is 2188. Oh, it's 2188. Yeah, I missed that. A year has passed. Um, this is satellite orbit sector four. Great. Thank you. And we uh, Kataro is talking to an old woman who is Tamau Karabe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. Fun. What the fuck? Um, mm-hmm. So we're talking about uh, uh, they're talking about her grandfather's old house. She says they told me about it. It was over 100 years ago. I have a bunch of pictures of it. And uh, Katara's like, oh, that sounds lovely. I'll have it produced for you. Hmm? <laughs> huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. And then calls her Professor Karabe. So after he, yeah, he he and uh, Professor Karabe hang up and um, Natsuno calls. And he was like, oh, sorry, I was on a call with Professor Karabe discussing the layout of the residential zone. And Natsuna's like, oh, right. She was born in the 21st century, right? So she's like 120 years old, which, first of all, the map does not check out. (laughs) That math doesn't work. If this woman, or does it? 120 years ago would be 2067 or whatever. Yeah, so I guess that would be. Yeah, that would work out. But the the point is, I I think the the method that didn't work that I realized is like, she certainly wasn't alive in 1944. <laughs> no, but she's talking about her. She she said her grandfather told me about the house. Yeah. So, but yeah. yes, it doesn't make sense but that yeah. she <laughs> is Tamau and then well, also is Tamau in yeah. 1945. Um, right. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, and she said she says she's receiving nano machine treatment, mm-hmm. but she still looks so young. Uh-huh. Um, and Mira's like, yeah, she's uh, Professor Morimura's mentor. Mm hmm. And and calls Karabe the foremost expert on AI. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So that's all the info dump we get here. Then uh, Natsuno and and Keitaro uh, flirt a little bit and it's very cute. And she's like, I have a problem that needs emotional Emotional support. support. Yeah. So she's coming over. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And that's uh, where the scene ends. That's where the scene ends. Jeez Louise. Yeah. This is a game. This is a game. <laughs> this is a video game. Um, so that brings us to 37% finished with mm-hmm. uh, Mira's story. Yes. Jeez. Yeah. Jeez Louise. Mm-hmm. 
like I said uh, uh, an hour ago, the rest of this podcast is just going to be silence followed by just various <laughs> sighing or like hmm sounds. Here's the thing. This is where I would start speculating, but I did. I, I put all that in a sealed envelope. So yeah, maybe I, I should also put it in a sealed envelope. If it like I feel like once you reach a point where you're like, I think I know what's going on. Yeah. I'm I'm just not I guess I just don't have the I don't possess the hubris <laughs> to, to assume I know what's going on. There's yeah. certain things that I do think I am I, I, I can firmly believe at this point, but also mm-hmm. I just don't know. But but yeah, here, well, there I'll, is the the re, there was like one and I sort of alluded to this in some of our chats yeah. uh, before we started recording. But like, yeah, there is one thing that I noticed about one of these scenes that I think put it all in perspective for me. And yeah. I, like, I I will say a lot of the pieces of the puzzle for my theory are things that we learned outside of the text of the game. Mm. Not a lot of them, but a few of them. So yeah, that, but that's the, it was like something that happens in the section we just discussed. A thing that I realized about one of those scenes and sort of putting the the pieces together from other sure. things that that we know. And so that's how I got where I did. Hmm. I absolutely would not have gotten there if we weren't podcasting about this game. Oh, and sure. I am, again, probably wrong. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, but um, uh, that's what I mean. We've talked about it a couple of times now, but I think that's what, and we talked about it privately last night i believe but like the sh- the podcast is like for better and worse like really changing the mm-hmm. way that this game is coming at us right because like i don't know i i'm really having a great time thinking mm-hmm. about the stuff that's going on but if we weren't doing the podcast i would just keep playing the game and not yeah. really engage my brain at all I'd be like something fucked up's going on but i don't really yeah. know maybe it's this i don't know and i'm gonna keep playing to find out what it is right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm I'm having a great time uh, being forced to speculate. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, I, I've reached the point now where like for a while I was like, oh, I just I don't mind like the fact that we're taking it slow because it's fun to noodle over yeah. everything in this game. Yeah. That is still true. But also now I'm like, I want to keep playing to find <laughs> out. But I, I had a moment half an hour ago where I was like damn, I'm real excited to be able to play more after this. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, that's yeah. how you know uh, it's really starting to, to get under my skin. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited to mm-hmm. keep going. Me too. But uh, in the meantime... In the meantime. I think we should rank these students. No. Yeah. Well, I, I guess they're students, technically. They're sort of. I guess we um, should rank these maybe. kids. <laughs> maybe, yeah. I only have one change, I think, because we didn't... We only saw a few of our friends. Only a few. Yeah. I have a couple of changes. I'll go first. Um, I Really, all I'm doing is moving uh, Shu and Mira up to B from C. Okay. Because um, Shu is, is just he's being a little sweetheart. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think all we've seen from Shu really is him be kind of like a the jock friend, or, you know, the rich friend, right. with the cool video games and stuff. But here he's like, you know, he took in Mira, like got a taxi to bring them back to their you know, to his house mm-hmm. and stuff and like got him a cold soda <laughs> whatnot. So <laughs> I thought that was really sweet and nice. So uh, bringing Shu up to a B and then also Mira is also now a B because I am enjoying the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I feel like we don't, I don't know. He's got a, he's got a very strong moral compass. Mm-hmm. But I also in some ways feel like we didn't learn a whole lot about him, even though we played so much of his story. Interesting. Um, and maybe I'm just like, I don't know. I wasn't really thinking about it, engaging my brain in that way while playing it. But like, 
I don't know. He's definitely like a a a, a good a good guy. <laughs> um and and he has a strong moral compass so i think mm-hmm. that's 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 b territory for me uh currently uh, okay how about you i got immediately emotionally attached to this man and bumped yeah. him to an s well there you go okay i love mira i think he's great i feel like we are uh, his personality is definitely more subdued which mm-hmm. is i think why it feels like we don't know him that well yet but it seems yeah. like he's really principled um he is he's like sweet he is very sweet he's a sweet boy and i also i really like the mira natsuno romance like everything Mm. i've seen from it so far i think their flirting is cute even in the future when they're like you know being like coy it's i think it's cute and i also like the way that he talks about her the way that he like when he talks about the things he likes about her he leads with her personality that is always very telling to me yeah yeah so, yeah, I'm immediately all in for uh, Miura. And then the other student that I bumped is also Shu. Uh, I had him at a D for the drama. I'm also bumping him now to a B because um, that was sort of unfairly low to begin with. Um, <laughs> for the drama. And now and now I, I have uh, Goto there. So I, I feel like, all right, I have, you know, someone there. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I thought it was very nice, um, a very uh, kind thing to do to take Kitaro in after <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> she just uh knocked him out yeah it's a good friend uh a good friend and also being like hey you should you guys should make up not least of all because like <laughs> and then she's gonna get kicked out of school yeah um if there was more beef so um <laughs> he's looking out for his friends please, and i please appreciate that yeah, yeah it's good it's good stuff uh yeah. i like a lot i am enjoying the students and the game mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's that yeah yeah cool those are the, those are those are the rankings. This is the first episode I think we got through aside from the um like Ogata having the personality that he does where the game didn't do anything overtly gross. I was going to say that too. Yeah. So great. How refreshing. Maybe that's <laughs> why we're we're in such a good mood. <laughs> no, I mean I it's it's hey, it's fun to enjoy a game. Mm-hmm. Who knew? You know? Yeah. It's fun to enjoy a game and not have to uh, like critique it or whatever. Yeah. I think, too, like we we sort of talked about this privately, but like there is a difference between having a character who has flaws mm-hmm. <laughs> like Ogata does <laughs> and having the game actively like view characters through mm-hmm. a crappy lens. Like mm-hmm. those are two different things. Um, mm-hmm. And so one is a real bummer and the other is like, OK, this is just a character. Yeah. Complicated characters. Good. Mm-hmm. Who knew? Good. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But yeah. So uh that i suppose brings us to the end of the episode yeah wow i feel like yeah. i always ask a que- like i always ask you a question of like <laughs> the episode's done now right uh, we do don't we have, have any more yeah well i, I guess we should um signal what we're going to uh be watching next so on tuesday we will be talking about et the extraterrestrial um, the long awaited, I have to imagine, analysis yeah. episode because yeah. this was the uh, immediately um, people in uh, our dis or in the Discord mm-hmm. um, made an ET watch party <laughs> as soon as the Chris episode yeah. came out uh, because Chris was like, "Oh, you definitely should watch ET first, which 
And then we didn't. <laughs> oh, and then we didn't because I don't feel like we we didn't have enough like of that like not to know BJ experience, yeah, which I feel like yeah. is the ET thing. You know what I mean? It, I don't know, it is. But. I mean, I think on a superficial level we could have talked about it, but n- I'm glad we're saving it because I yeah. think that there is stuff in here that mm-hmm. like when I for I, I watched ET. Um, a while ago actually mm-hmm. i mean like i had seen it before but like for the show i i watched it uh a couple weeks ago at this point i think yeah and i was like okay like i see what they're doing here but there's not like a whole lot of like thematic through line and now that we're further along i really i i do see it a bit more yeah so i am glad that we that we saved it for a little bit yeah, um, I agree. and I'm excited to talk about it. Uh, this is one that I studied in college, so I'm really <laughs> I have, excited. I'm so of, uh, yeah, I'm so excited to talk it. about that, to, yeah. to do the ET episode, and for me to just sit here with my hands under my chin and just like <laughs> listen to you, just like uh, college lecture at me about ET, sure. the extraterrestrial, the Steven Spielberg hit. Yes, um, which I have I've done some reading about and I've learned mm-hmm. some wild fun facts. Oh yeah, that I I'm really excited to uh, to, to talk about them Sweet. on the episode. So that'll be on Tuesday. Yeah, I, if you've been enjoying our analysis stuff, please let us know. I think they're really fun and cool episodes. They are um, really fun. So I, I hope that you also think they're fun and cool. Other than that, we will be back next Thursday with a regular episode. Keep an eye on our Twitter and the Discord. Links to both of those are in the show notes mm-hmm. um, because that is where we'll be talking about exactly where we're playing up to. Um, yes. Because we we don't really know ourselves until we are <laughs> <Yeah>. playing um, <laughs> until we are playing the, the, the game. So uh, keep an eye out there and um, I guess we'll see you next week with that episode. Thank you so much as always to Amaranthin for writing our wonderful theme music. Thank you so much to Scout Wilkinson for making our amazing uh show art i completely just lo- cover art jeez louise um uh, their links to <laughs> links to amaranthan's music and links to scout's uh kofi page uh where you can commission and or just support either of them are down in the show notes as well if you'd like to follow me on twitter i am at aj Falari. follow me at okimmies and you can follow the show at async pod uh and before we go kim do you have any final words for us today Uh, I do. Um, If you're ever feeling confused, feel like you're lost in the path of life, just remember, no matter where you are, at least the sunset is always the same. Beautiful. See you next week, everybody. Bye-bye. PWG, the worst garbage, the online.